What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to be talking about powerful pedophiles within the Royal Order of Jesters, the Shriners, inside governments around the world, businessmen, and within intelligence communities. This is not going to be a fun episode, so you definitely have to bring your big boy and big girl panties to hear the entire thing. We're going to be talking about straight-up pedophilia. We're going to be talking about how some of these child victims were not only raped and tortured, but also killed. You're going to be citing mainstream media articles that back up a lot of what I'm saying. A lot of people think that the idea that powerful pedophiles reside within our government or powerful pedophiles in the intelligence community are just wacko. But this is not anything new. Since at least the 70s and 80s, there has been whispers in the mainstream media that straight up accuse powerful people of being pedophiles of victimizing literal children, and it seems like these investigations always just quietly go away. Every now and then, one of these pervert motherfuckers will go to prison, but then it gets quiet again, and the investigation just kind of gets dropped. A lot of the time, these investigation and information that intelligence communities have collected don't even see the light of day, and when they do, These powerful people have already been dead for like three decades. So it's happening here. It happened a lot in the UK. So we are going to go over that. But first, we are going to start with the Royal Order of Jesters. Because I love to start this shit off with our vanilla as fuck definitions and descriptions from Wikipedia. Let me just tell you what these compromised twats say about the Royal Order of Jesters. They say the Royal Order of Jesters is a male fraternal organization allowing only Shriners in good standing to join. Right away, you might be wondering, well, what the fuck is a Shriner? The Shriners Internationally, formerly known as the Ancient Arabic Order of the Nobles of the Mystic Shrine, is an American Masonic society established in 1870 and is headquartered in Tampa, Florida. So yes, we will be bringing some Freemason, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories into this episode. Shriners may sound kind of familiar to you because these dirty motherfuckers operate hospitals for children all over the world. Doesn't that seem uh, like a big old red flag? We got all these fucking perverts and they have direct access to many underprivileged children. Now they do have standards for the children that they decide to abuse, pass around to their buddies. But I'm getting ahead of myself now. So let's go back to a very basic history of the Royal Order of Jesters. The original meeting resulting in the formation was held on February 20th, 1911 by Shriners in the captain's office of the SS Wilhelmina on a pilgrimage to Aloha Temple, Hawaii. Noble A.M. Ellison of San Francisco, California, was responsible and the original cast included a director and 13 members. It was organized June 25, 1917 at an informal meeting. 
Before we get off on any more fucking definitions according to Wikipedia of the Royal Order of Jesters, let me tell you about a pretty famous member of the Royal Order of Jesters. And as soon as I say this dirty twat's name, you're going to know where this episode is going. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, was a member of the Royal Order of Jesters. So let's start there. According to some documents that are supposedly classified or not available for public consumption, they state Epstein was the head of a global fraternity related to the Shriners called the Royal Order of Jesters. This order is covered in scandals, you guys. There are many lawsuits related to human trafficking, but they're very protected because many of the members of the order are high-profile political figures and businessmen. They're so well protected that they are able to erase their tracks and file huge lawsuits against any media outlet that once in a while will comment on their scandals. So before we go any further, I'm going to back that up right now. On March 9th, 2008, Buffalo News broke a story involving New York Supreme Court Justice Ronald Tills, Erie County, New York Deputy Michael Lazinski, Lockport, New York Police Captain John Throwbridge, and New York State Law Clerk Michael Stibick participated in a human trafficking operation that involved transporting undocumented immigrant sex workers as far as Kentucky to New York and Canada. They were transporting the young women to and from a private event held by the Royal Order of Jesters, of whom paid for sex and a quiet police transport. I'm going to play a little excerpt for you of a news anchor, basically kind of going over what happened and the charges that Michael Stabek was actually convicted of. Michael Stabek will avoid prison time for transporting an illegal alien across state lines to work as a prostitute. News 4's Jerika Duncan has more on the sentencing today of Michael Stabek. Prominent law clerk Michael Stabek left federal court in a hurry. Are you sorry for what you did? Oh yes, absolutely. Stebick is sorry for getting caught up in a scandal, one that involved a prostitute and members of his fraternal organization, the Royal Orders of Jesters. In 2005, Stebick and his former boss, retired state Supreme Court Judge Ronald Tills, went to Kentucky for a Royal Order of Jesters meeting. According to prosecutors, a woman accompanied them with the intent of engaging in sexual acts with members in exchange for money. Inside the courtroom, Judge William Scretney called Stebick's actions irresponsible and illegal. He also noted Noted earlier admission from Stebbick that he's transported women to other jester events. Now, the punishment for this twat was probation and a $5,000 fine. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg. These royal jester motherfuckers are wrapped up in all kinds of different sex scandals, whether it be prostitution, or whether it be with adult women or children. They are wrapped up in it all. So let's go a little bit further down the rabbit hole of the royal jesters. The royal jesters aren't just involved in the United States. The royal jesters have been caught participating in sex, drug use, and sex acts with Brazilian girls as young as 13 years old. The jesters were operating under the guise of a local fishing tour company called Wet A Line. How fucking original. 
The photos, as well as a testimony of human trafficking, arose under a defamation lawsuit in Texas that arose when a competing fishing tour company discovered the operation. Now, despite numerous affidavits and firsthand reports of masons and jesters participating in these acts, Wet Alliance attorneys attempted to paint the accuser, Phil Marsteller, as, quote, an evil, manacle sociopath who thrives on bullying and threats. New York Supreme Court Justice Ronald Till was convicted and sentenced to 18 months in prison, and he served three months before being released. Erie County Deputy Michael Lazinski was convicted and sentenced to one year of probation and a $1,000 fine. Lockport Police Captain John Trowbridge was convicted and sentenced to two years probation. And like we already covered, New York law clerk Michael Stebig was convicted and sentenced to four months of home confinement and was required to forfeit the motorhome he used to transport sex workers across state lines. This is totally like verifiable facts. This is not crazy conspiracy land, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just one of the cases of these fucking pervert organizations that is the most out there and one of the most well-documented. But because this is Vanished in the Valley, we're going to go way the fuck deeper than this. So sit back and get ready for this. So like I said earlier, it's actually kind of difficult to even research this disgusting group of people. They're extremely powerful. And like you just heard, there's judges, cops, Supreme Court judges, and they operate all over the world. So like I described in the beginning, you have to be a Shriner in good standing to become a royal jester. Now, the Shriners are famous for owning several children's hospitals all around the world, especially in poor countries. According to some of these sealed documents, the Shriners hospitals are where they obtain all the children for sex trafficking. Now, they use the hospital as a cover-up to have direct access to children. The operation works like this. Their main focus are children from low-income backgrounds, orphans, or children with mental disabilities. They engage with the children. They cover all the medical expenses. They pay for their treatments and therapy. All of this while receiving the applause of the community, who have no fucking idea what interests hide behind all of this social labor. Many of the doctors and heads of the hospitals are members of the Order of Jesters. They dismiss children they find not appropriate for the order. These children usually have to follow a certain criteria to be dismissed and treated as, quote, low priority in the hospitals. The criteria is as follows. If they have good parents, good families, or a good background, or they're just too old, they're considered risky and are discarded as soon as possible. Now, the other children, that's what they call the potentials. And these are children who are completely orphaned or have quote-unquote problematic parents, which basically means the parents are into drugs, they have no jobs, single mothers, single dads, or just a dysfunctional family. They pick these children for what they call, quote, special support, which includes constant following and tracking of the kid. And this is kind of where Jizz Lane Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself come into the story. Jizz Lane's job was to approach these children and act as a social worker, keeping track of the kids and helping their parents. She ran a special youth club supported by the Shriners. And in these youth clubs, 
under the veil of, quote, group therapy and education, she trained vulnerable children, especially teens, to have an independent and successful life, taught them about finance, economy, and work life. These youth clubs sponsored by the Shriners is where Jeffrey Epstein got his special underage maids and massage assistants. Jeffrey Epstein was the headmaster of the Royal Order of Jesters. He ran the whole show and the whole industry from the comforts of his many mansions throughout the years and decades. The Royal Order of Jesters is nothing new. They've been doing this since the 20s. So that's way before Epstein was even born, let alone came into the picture. That just kind of boils down to this organization works as a legacy organization with inheritance membership. There are tons of people involved in this. There is so much secrecy surrounding all of it that I'm not going to be able to fucking break it all down in one little podcast episode. Now check this out, guys. Epstein is not the only famous name involved in this. The Royal Order of Jesters has their origins in the Shriners. And if you look into it, the Shriners have their origins in Freemasonry, which in turn have their origins in the Jesuit orders. Now, the Jesuit orders is a whole nother fucking can of worms conspiracy theory. I've been thinking about doing an episode or 12 on the Jesuits for a while, so I'm still kind of working on it. There's just so much information and so much history that I have to include that it's kind of difficult. So I'm still kind of working on that idea. Now, one of the tactics, a la Jeffrey Epstein, that the jesters use is blackmailing tactics. They manage to have judges and law enforcement licking their feet. And that's how Jeffrey Epstein got assassinated. Now, the whole business is run by other people. Major names are involved. Names like Bill Gates and other billionaires who are all bound to the order by means of blackmail. Now, this is extremely disturbing when you find out that the cases of Catholic priests involved in sex scandals are often at events organized by the Order of Jesters. They run blackmail operations with the purpose of using their recruited children to seduce people in power. Epstein carried out these operations on his island, inviting powerful people and then getting them drunk, unleashing their brainwashed teens and filming the whole thing. And at this point, the kids at the islands were basically their brainwashed accomplices. With these videos of the people in power, the careers and public image of many of the people are in the jester's hands. They are free to do anything and they can even turn the president of the United States into a slave. So like I've already said, it's extremely difficult to do research on this group. They're extremely well protected and they sue the fuck out of any like mainstream media outlet that dares talk about the disgusting shit they do. James Rothstein, who worked for 12 years in the NYPD undercover trying to solve the problem of prostitution and pedophilia. There are many, many interviews with Sky out there, and he states many fucking times that senators are involved in this, prominent gay men are involved, and he also says these people are protected. He estimates that 35% of people in government are compromised. He had an informant that believed it was closer to 70%. Detective Rothstein gives an example 
that goes all the way back to the Stonewall riots. Now check this shit out. He stated, Ed, quote, Skull Murphy was an informant. He was one of the worst pedos, murderer and extortionist, manager of the Stonewall Inn at the time. Certain individuals in law enforcement were getting paid to keep it open. The mafia were extorting them. And then that place got raided, which led to the Stonewall riots. Rothstein has said that once certain operations against prostitution shut down the prostitution ring and they got to the pedophile part, their career was over and some sort of power higher than the governor of New York would shut them down. He thinks it goes all the way to the White House, which makes me think of the Franklin Boys Town scandal. I did an episode about it a couple years ago, but politicians were involved, the media helped cover it up, and rich businessmen were all involved in sexually abusing young boys. And that's just one example of documented pedophilia going on within our government. Rothstein says many of the kids do not survive or live very long. Apparently, there was a case where three little boys were murdered and the NSA stopped it. Like what part of the National Security Act allows them to kill kids and be like, oh, nope, it's okay. We can do that. National security. He gives an example of how blackmail works. He says Elliot Spitzer was about to file criminal actions against Wall Street banks. Then, right as he was getting ready for the filings, suddenly tapes of him being with a sex worker comes out. And that's it. His career is ruined and he had to resign as attorney general. Apparently, the person who exposed Spitzer was Roger Stone, who's a protege of Roy Cohn, a famous attorney from the McCarthy hearings. Rothstein says he visited a high-ranking U.S. senator at a pedophile bar in New York with his partner. And the senator was pissed. He called Roy Cohn, and suddenly the senator's attitude completely changed based upon that telephone call to Roy Cohn. At that point, he knew the senator was compromised. Roy Cohn has operated in the highest places of government, business, even the United Nations. And this is where the real power is. Aside from a National Geographic documentary mentioning, quote, two boys in their late teens having sex with Edgar Hoover as a part of a Roy Cohen blackmail sting. Just a little side note on that. I'm wondering how many FBI agents have compromising pictures of them abusing children. I mean, it would explain why they're such a compromised piece of shit federal organization. And I guess if they're able to get Hoover in some compromising pictures having sex with boys, what would make it impossible for these fucking psychopath blackmailers to get photos of just an average FBI agent? You would think it'd be much more difficult to entrap the head of the FBI versus just a regular agent. Detective Rothstein says that after they took down 12 pimps, Richard Nixon set up a special unit where there would be New York City detectives, police officers, and federal agents who only answered to the president. And guess what? It never happened, but Watergate sure did. Detective Rothstein says that after Nixon, Charlie Rose hadn't come down to D.C. to prepare a report for a bipartisan congressional investigation. After that report, nothing even happened. 
Not one person that was a part of that congressional investigation ever ran again for office except for Barbara Mikulowski. And since we are on the subject of perverts in D.C., I'm going to tell you about a D.C. madam by the name of Deborah Jean Palfrey. There is an interview out there where she was on Larry King Live. She literally warns Americans about the corrupt political system. She said, quote, think about it a bit and you'll come to the conclusion that we have to come to. There are possible people who have used the service who have become the subjects and targets of blackmail. Miss Palfrey ended up getting suicided. She sent phone records she had that she said proved that these politicians were contacting her to hire sex workers. She sent them to ABC, and ABC never published those records. She stated, quote, I am sure as heck not going to be going to federal prison for one day, let alone, you know, four to eight years here, because I'm shy about bringing in the deputy secretary of whatever, not for a second. I'll bring every last one of them in if necessary. Palfrey felt somebody had set her up because they were scared about what she knew about the high ranking government officials. Now, no shit, you guys. Palfrey gave ABC News 43 pounds of printed pages that contained the phone numbers of thousands of Johns who frequented her escort services over the year. She felt that the potentially pyrokinetic scoop she handed to ABC would force the government on defensive mode and impede its zealous crusade to imprison her. But it backfired because ABC's Brian Ross announced that, quote, based on our reporting, it turned out not to be as newsworthy as we thought. And that's even though it was later proven that Palfrey's patrons included U.S. senators, a Department of Defense consultant who developed, quote, the shock and awe doctrine deployed in Iraq, and State Department official Randall Tobias. In a stunning demonstration of fucking bullshit hypocrisy, Tobias was on the Agency for International Development's Director of Foreign Assistance, and he managed agencies that required the foreign recipients of AIDS assistance to condemn prostitution. Fucking people, I swear to God, they're so out of control. Jean Palfrey stated that the government destroy you on every level, financially, emotionally, and psychologically. In the case of Ms. Palfrey, the U.S. attorney for the District of D.C. smacked her with 14-count RICO indictment that included money laundering, racketeering, and using the mail for illegal purposes in connection with the prostitution ring. She was facing, no shit you guys, 55 years behind bars. The whole RICO act thing was started to basically bust mob bosses. Jean Palfrey was just running an escort service, but she fucked up when she tried to expose people in the government for using her services. So you guys, if you look around, there are many people that try to blow the whistle on how fucking disgusting and corrupt our leaders are, but they get suicided, they get arrested, they get harassed, and the media kills the story. And since we don't really have any investigative journalists left in the fucking United States, it's up to just regular people to do their own investigation and try to get the word out, try to spread it as far as possible. Because I fucking guarantee you, to this date, I guarantee this, that the normies, the NPCs, they don't believe there's pedophiles in the government. They don't believe that our government members are being blackmailed, a la Jeffrey Epstein, for fucking children. 
when it's been proven time and time again. And it's not just the United States. This shit happens all over. And now I'm going to briefly tell you about a little pedophile scandal that happened in the UK. For this part, we're going to have to go back to the 1980s in the United Kingdom, where the government there were raping and murdering kids. And they were protected by the CIA, MI5, MI6, Special Branch, and many others. The mainstream media absolutely admits this is fact. This is not crazy conspiracy theory. Back in 2014, there was a story published on the nationalpost.com that claimed a conservative MP murdered a young boy during the depraved sex party in the 1980s. An alleged victim of the Westminster pedophile scandal, according to one of the surviving victims, he stated a 12-year-old boy who was being abused by a group of men was strangled by a politician at a townhouse in front of other victims. On another occasion, a young boy who was around 10 years old was deliberately run down and killed by a car driven by one of the abusers. The alleged murders were among three that are being investigated by the Metropolitan Police as a part of a major review of claims that powerful pedophile ring with links to Westminster was operating in Britain in the 70s and the 80s. Scotland Yard, which set up Operation Fairbanks in 2012, decided to look at the abuse claims and launch Operation Bidlin, and that was to specifically investigate the alleged murders. Now, the surviving victim claims that after being handed to this group by his father, he was regularly picked up in cars and taken to hotels and apartments where he was physically and sexually abused by senior military and political figures. Scotland Yard detectives have interviewed this abuse victim, but I mean, like most things, it'll be in the media for a minute and then it just fucking disappears. The survivor says he was actually in the room as a 12-year-old boy when a Tory MP strangled the other victim to death. A spokesman for Scotland Yard said, quote, Over the past month, detectives working on Operation Fairbank within the Met's specialist crime and operations have been made aware of allegations concerning serious, non-recent sexual abuse that is said to have occurred 30 years ago. Back in October 2012, Labour MP Tom Watson stood up in the British House of Commons and said he had clear intelligence suggesting a powerful pedophile network was linked to Parliament. Tom Watson continued, One of its members boasts of his links to a senior aide of a former prime minister who says he could smuggle indecent images of children from abroad. And of course, these leads were never followed up on. These allegations had a long history way before Tom Watson dropped the bomb in the middle of their parliament meeting. Watson stated he had been briefed by an investigative journalist website, Exaro, which was digging into old rumors and finding fresh evidence. Now, apparently there were these files called the Whitehall files, and apparently they thought these files had been destroyed, but not all of them were. Among them was a November 1986 note from the Director General of the MI5 to a cabinet secretary referring to an MP with, quote, a penchant for small boys. The MI5 chief accepted the denial from the MP, who was later identified by the Times as Peter Morrison, and who later briefly worked as one of Margaret Thatcher's aides. This MI5 chief stated 
the risk of political embarrassment to the government is rather greater than the security danger. And this phrase was seized upon by campaigners as concrete evidence of what they had long claimed, an establishment whitewash. Simon Danskook, who was a labor MP, worked to expose the double life as a child abuser of liberal MP Cyril Smith. And he told the Times that the MI5 papers were explosive. He said, quote, This confirms what I've long suspected, that the full weight of the British establishment, including MI5, colluded in a cover-up to protect politicians who sexually abused young boys. A lot of the allegations are talking about the 1970s and the 1980s, where parties were held by government ministers, senior MPs, police officers, diplomats, judges, and celebrities. There are even claims of links to royal courtiers. One of the victims, who goes by the pseudonym Nick, says that some of these men were quite open about who they were. They had no fear at all of being caught. It didn't even cross their minds. He also gave police extraordinary, sensational details of three murders. Detective Superintendent Kenny McDonald said police believe his story. Quote, Nick has been spoken to by experienced officers from child abuse teams and experienced officers from murder investigations. They and I believe what Nick is saying is credible and true. In 2020, an independent inquiry into historical sex offenses basically found that British politicians turned a blind eye to the sexual abuse of children and actively covered up allegations over decades. The report found there had been significant failures by Westminster institutions in the responses to allegations of child sexual abuse. This included failure to recognize it, turning a blind eye to it, actively shielding and protecting child sexual abusers, and straight up covering up allegations. This is a 173-page report, and it found several members of the parliament in the 1970s and the 1980s were, quote, known or rumored to be active in their sexual interest in children and were protected from prosecution in a number of ways. Peter Morrison was the private secretary to Margaret Thatcher, the British prime minister at the time. And check this out, you guys, totally shocking, but Morrison did receive a knighthood. While we're on the whole subject of knighthood and Margaret Thatcher, this bitch pushed for a knighthood for Jimmy Saville, and he got that in 1990, despite revelations in the media about the TV presenter's sexual abuse of children. The inquiry also discussed the Pedophile Information Exchange, which campaigned for the public acceptance of pedophilia and for changes in the law to allow adults to have sex with children. Pi's aims were given foolish and misguided support for several years by people and organizations who should have known better. There was a fundamental failure to see the problem and a lack of moral courage to confront it, the report said. The Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse, the IICSA, of which the Westminster investigation is one strand, is one of the largest and most expensive ever undertaken in Britain. Now, I know a lot of Americans probably don't know who Jimmy Saville is, so let me just give you a very brief rundown of this fucking disgusting pedophile. He was an English DJ, television and radio personality who hosted BBC shows, including Top of the Pops and Jim Will Fix It. 
During his lifetime, he was well-known in the United Kingdom for his eccentric image and his charitable work. Before and after his death, there were hundreds of abuse allegations made against him and investigated, leading the police to conclude that he had been a predatory sex offender and possibly one of Britain's most prolific. There had been allegations during his lifetime, but they were always dismissed and accusers were ignored or disbelieved. You want to guess why? Because he had powerful people protecting him. Powerful people within the government. It's like the same old fucking song and dance keeps happening with these pedophiles. And for some reason, their disgusting crimes keep getting covered up. This shit has to stop. If you guys want to look into more of this fucking disgusting pedophiles being protected, look into the Mark Dutro case. He was a straight up sexual predator out of Belgium that supposedly worked for extremely powerful people up to and including the Belgian royal family. Look into the Finder's Cult. I've read documents in the FBI vault. It showed a report by an actual FBI agent saying he understood the Finders were a CIA-ran group and they were sexual abusers of children, they trafficked children, and most likely killed children. Look into the Franklin scandal. Shit is all around. You just have to open your eyes and look for it because there's plenty of evidence out there. Even though it might be hard to research some aspects of it, like the fucking royal jester pieces of shit and the Shriners. But you guys, the information is out there. You just have to look. To be able to fully grasp how deep this problem goes and how Many people have worked to cover up the crimes of these pedophiles in power. All right, you guys, that is about all the pervert pedophile talk and reading and investigation that I can handle for one week. Before I get out of here, I just have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have California and Colorado tied in first place with Texas in second and Maryland in third. As far as our international peeps, we have the usual suspects, Canada, the UK, and Australia, and Norway is appearing on the front page. So that's what's up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any information I should check out, you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Or if you just want any of the documents I talk about, hit me up and I'll happily send it out or go down one of your rabbit holes. Another little point I do have to make before I get out of here is be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.